0: Hey, all of you out there tuning into the podcast. On this episode, we talk about our marriage. We touch on married at first sight and offer thoughts on why we think marriage has become an entertainment feature in today's world and why it's important to push through the the hard times and make your relationships work.
1: Yeah, really wanting to talk about how marriage is seen through our eyes from I suppose from the inside looking out we also put a challenge out there to all those people that are on the edge or on the brink of breakup you know to hang in there because there's always hope and all you need to do is find the right lifeline so tune in we'd love to receive your comments and we'll respond to them as we can
0: cool so here it is episode number six five Whatever it is. Hello everyone, welcome back to The Pill. I am Dan.
1: And I am Paula.
0: And welcome back to your weekly recommended dose of purpose, influence, life and leadership. On this podcast, we are just going to have a random conversation. Well, not quite random, it's semi-thought-out about our relationship.
1: So tonight's episode has been one we've been talking about for the last maybe two weeks. Um, we've just come off the back of Valentine's Day, which is February the 14th, and our motto is, as a husband and a wife, um, every day is Valentine's Day. We've been married, as you guys know, for 21 years. We've been together for 24, 25 years, as of April the 30th, when it was the date that we met. So we were thinking How? about...
0: yeah. Yes, that April thirtieth was well, twenty ninth. Twenty ninth was the date we we met. Thirty ish was when we made it official. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that is the date of my birthday. <laughs> so we celebrated. By mating, meeting each other, not mating each other, meeting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, what a slip of the tongue! You don't want to make ooh, that? ooh. ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By mating each other, that's pretty bad. <laughs>
0: that is bad.
1: Anyway, so long story short, here we are today, twenty-one years married, and there's so much to talk about. Like I was. We were on the um actually back last year we were looking for a house to rent and this is why I wanted to talk about this particular topic. So my husband was house hunting and while he was house hunting nearly every house he went to, you'd have to say eighty percent, hey babe.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Roughly eighty Roughly. percent of the viewings that he was going to view in the area we were wanting to live in, most of them were were breakups Relationship breakups Yeah At least 80% of them They were breaking lease Because They were breaking up Did you want to share more on that?
0: Um, yeah I didn't really notice at first But you know You go through the first house And then You notice there's only the guy's stuff there And The house is in a bit of a mess And uh, And didn't really take much notice of it Went to the next house Similar story by the time I got to the third house I turned to the agent that took us through and I was like um, uh, what's, what's the story here how come they're breaking lease and she said oh it's a relationship breakup and I, I remember saying gee the, the last two houses I just went through were exactly that like it was the same thing and uh, as the weeks went on uh, as we continued going through house after house it was the same story almost all of them and, yeah, about 80% of them were all because of relationship breakups.
1: Yeah, which, which kind of led me to think about this. But also one of our really amazing, beautiful friends, um, Malva, had put a post up on Facebook about MFAs. M-F-A-S?
0: <laughs> no, no,
1: M-A-F. M-A-F. M-A-F-S, actually which in my sector of work means male assaults female. And I thought she was posting about that and how wrong it was and things like that. And then I actually thought, hang on, I, you know, I'm not up to play with all the young people lingo. And so I tapped on it and I went to go and um, search it on Google, you know, Google's your best friend. <laughs> um, and it's, it was marriage at first sight. And the the show the, the show, show yeah. yeah marriage by, at first by the sight. way
0: lingo is an old word too baby
1: oh that's okay I still use folly if you guys don't know what that means that's where foolish came from and if you don't know what foolish is it's stupid <laughs> so and, if,
0: and, and which which in today's terminology would be out the gate
1: wow I'm so behind <laughs> I don't mind my ancient lingo it makes me mysterious <laughs> yeah
0: well I'm, I'm not supremely confident on that definition I just gave our kids will correct us
1: yeah well anyway um marriage at first sight and I just thought what on earth has this world come to so you basically um you meet this person you don't even get to know them you don't even get to um actually know who this person is and you're getting married at that point in time and correct me if I'm wrong I might be wrong on that
0: oh, i i couldn't I couldn't correct you because I don't watch it
1: yeah. yeah, and I'm sorry if I've got some of these details wrong, but you basically meet this person for the first time. You're already in your wedding get-up and everything like that. But what I found was disappointing, and this is my own view, is that they that the way that they treated the relationship and the marriage like a game. Uh, marriage is so undervalued now, um, and I and I suppose our experience with going to have a look for houses and the amount of um, breakups and things like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it just shows you where the state of relationships is at right now. Eh? Yeah, and there's the, no long term commitment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just it's just my point of view, but like I've 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 grown up in a family where commitment isn't the biggest value, and commitment is you know through thick and thin. Family we. We can't divorce each other, but we can divorce in-laws. You know, that's the kind of view that I've chosen to see. So, marriage isn't um, a valuable. Um, what would it be? Principle, or
0: yes, or s- standard, I guess. Yeah, I think like how you were just referring to languages. You know, the old world and new world, where language is concerned, it's the same way when it comes to marriage. I think the. Like marriage was a was a standard back in the day. Mm. Um, if a family was to to be uh, raised, mum and dad were married. Mm. Uh, and in today's day and age, that's just not the same value. Relationships yeah. are so casual and fickle, and people leave each other over the smallest of reasons. Yeah. Um. Hey, you know some of them are genuine. Mm. But a vast majority of them are just because they felt they weren't compatible with each other rather than me developing the, the flaws in, in my life in order to be compatible with you. Mm. Uh, in today's society, it's just like, well, I'm not going to change. They either accept me for who I am. And I, yes, we are kind of generalizing here, but uh, that, that is a probably, I'd say it's, it's probably a fair assessment.
1: Yeah, well, I just think that divorce rates are higher than they've ever been. Um, Marriage has become so undervalued because of a demonstration from others. But when you have a look at what what the value of marriage holds, and not just marriage, but a relationship holds, it's a lifetime commitment. It's not something that you can just kick to the wayside just because you don't, one, agree. Um, You don't agree on anything and your pride is in the way. Um, I think of the times when, in the early stages of our marriage um, where me and my husband weren't agreeing with a lot of things. you got to understand, like we've shared before, we've got two different backgrounds, two different values, two different um, ways of being. Marriage is about... Two different
0: ways of seeing relationships.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, like our grandparents were pretty... Like my husband's grandparents were great role models. I actually had some really great grandparents. I had two sets of grandparents that were amazing um, And I loved them dearly. That was my stability, to be honest. Grandparents play a vital role in grandchildren's lives and we shouldn't undervalue that. Anyway, back to the point about relationships, that it is a commitment and it's got to be a willingness from both parties to make that compromise where nobody, I was listening to a song today actually, and I know it's called The Veronicas, You Play Me Like a Symphony, but you, you win. Okay, you have an argument, you win. But my heart's broken basically and I'm torn and I'm thrown on the floor. Is that what you want? So who really wins in that case? Nobody does. Because you've got one wounded person in the relationship that's as much as we're going to take years to repair. And if they choose not to continue with that relationship, they take all that heartache and that pain into the next relationship. Yeah. So when you're going from relationship and to relationship, you need to make sure that you're fully healed from that hurt and that pain. Like my husband said, there's there's genuine reasons why you may need to leave the relationship, um, or the relationship just needs to, you know, just end.
0: Take, take some space. Yeah,
1: take some space. I mean, we don't we don't encourage it. If you can work through it and um, heal your heart and and your mind and your spirit, you know, I, I come from a pretty um, damaged background and I believe that I if I can change anybody can change but you got to have the willingness to want to do that um, and there's got to be a drive behind why you want to change so in relationships and and we were talking about faithfulness now a lot of marriages have what we call I suppose wandering eyes you know um, I was talking to my husband actually in the car about a um, uh, a sermon that I was listening to, a preacher that I was listening to, and his definition of um, a wandering eye was there's a difference between looking at a person and going, wow, that's a handsome man compared to, oh, wow, that that looks amazing. What, an, what a gorgeous person of a being. There's <laughs> two different ways of of seeing it, and that's my version. Um, one is actually admiring the workmanship of God, and the other part is your motives and intention of what you would do with that person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I admire the way God created you, baby.
1: Yeah, but you're allowed to because you're my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And I own you. (laughs) I
0: I think it's important to just point out here that uh, my wife and I have, over the time that we've been together, developed quite a, a, I'd say, a traditional uh, view on relationships.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Um, it wasn't that way at the beginning, and my wife kind of alluded, in 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 a small dose, uh, to the way we were when we first got together. You know, two very damaged histories coming together, trying to love each other and make make the relationship work when both of us had distorted and dysfunctional views on some things uh yeah for me i was driven by the love and affection i had for my wife well my girlfriend at the time so much so that i wanted to iron out all the flaws and overcome all the things that were going on in my life so that we could be compatible
1: Mm.
0: uh that's why i say our view on marriage in a lot of ways is has become quite traditional because uh, it's worked for us.
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's traditional or if it, and from my view, it's healthy. So healthy. Yeah, yeah. From from my mm. my view, I'm not trying to say. Even,
0: even that term is quite a. Um, it's, it's quite ambiguous.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. But I prefer in today's that word. Yeah. Because our uh, world. Sorry. Because how I'm thinking is that when I'm married to my husband. I don't have eyes for any other man and I don't look at another man with the intentions of what my life would look like if I was with that man or woman, whatever, you know, you don't want to sow seeds into your heart where you start to compare your husband or your wife, um, to someone else. And then you start to become resentful because your husband is not meeting the expectations of what you see in that person. Um, and that we're,
0: you whether physical or virtual.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it says if you if you've already started entertaining that thought, it's only gonna take a matter of time before you start to start to fantasize and put things in your head. And um it's just a small seed, but it can grow. Like I think even Um, one thing my husband didn't like and I I took that and this is just something we use practically in our marriage at a young age is that I remember comparing him to a movie actor and I said you're handsome just like this this actor and he goes I actually don't like that because he he likes to believe that he's a unique being and because I love and respect him I, I I was willing to put my my compliments what i thought was a compliment <laughs> but it wasn't it was an offense to him but in our family it was a compliment to be compared to like a movie actor or a superstar or a sports star because you know that was like the ultimate compliment but when you start to fantasize about those sorts of things and make comparisons you kind of you kind of undermining their unique purpose and when you're in a marriage you don't want to do that
0: my my view on marriage was obviously shaped from the example that my grandparents set. And uh, I don't know if I shared it on a podcast before, but I've never heard them argue, not once. I've never seen them upset, each, upset at each other, not once, which I understand is a rare thing. Uh, not very many people can say that they grew up in a house where that happened. Um, I was very, very fortunate that I got to see that, and my grandfather would always call his wife my baby, which uh, by default, I guess, I've kind of referred to you that way, not not to say that I've been comparing you, but that modelling that was happening right in mm-hmm. front of my eyes is kind of what I've drawn to, and um, my grandfather was always very complimentary toward my, uh, my grandmother, um, he adored her, he... Never spoke about any other woman or compared her or anything, and vice versa, too. My grandmother was very much the same, Um, they only had eyes for each other. I understand that that's a you know a rare commodity, and that's probably more the exception than the rule in today. Well, definitely in today's society, Mm. but that's the example that was set before me. So, obviously, when I entered into a relationship, that's what I was looking for because that was normal to me. Mm. So when, when compliments, well, what, what you perceived as compliments were being paid to me, to me that was so foreign to the picture that I was shown growing up. So that's why there was that, that difference between what you thought was a compliment and what I thought was a compliment. Mm. The important thing, like we touched on earlier, about relationships is your two histories, mm. however dysfunctional or great, they are your two histories coming together so in order for a relationship to work there has to be compromises there has to be uh things that need to be worked out and earlier i was talking about how uh people aren't uh, people just aren't willing to change for the other person the mindset is well you either accept me for who i am or let's just separate and move on to a degree i can understand where that comes from but i think sometimes that line is drawn too far mm. to the point where you know it just it just becomes impossible to work with. Mm. Uh, but a relationship is exactly that. It's relational. You have to be able to relate to each other, not I'm never gonna change mm. you accept me who I uh, for who I am. Mm. Because it and vice versa. But the 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 funniest thing about those types of people is they always want the the other person to change, but not them? Yeah. So you take me for who I am, but you've got to change A, B, C, and D for me. Mm, mm. That's not how relationship works. Mm. Now, where uh, you you were touching on maths, married at first sight uh, before. I've never I've never seen it. So
1: yeah, I haven't either. Just little snippets. <laughs> Oh, really? On the TV, yeah. (laughs) I haven't actually watched the program. I'm Actually, I might just watch it just so that I can have a genuine view on it.
0: Again, the the only reason why I'm not a fan of that kind of show, because they are, like you said, turning it into a game. It is literally for entertainment, otherwise it wouldn't be on TV. And I can pretty much guarantee that it's scripted reality rather than reality TV. I
1: think it's sensationalized. Myself. very much. So they they're turning marriage into a game where it's a lifelong commitment and it's undervalued. Um, The fact that they've posted it on TV um, shows me that they're more into the um, commercial commercialization of marriage and the concept of marriage. I like what Steve Furtick says that you know they love the concept of marriage but not necessarily the commitment that comes with marriage. So if you're going to be married, it's not just about the beautiful wedding day and the beautiful dresses and all the families coming together. It's actually what happens after that. The commitment to one another, the compromise, the heated discussions. And sometimes you've actually got to lose. You've got to lose some of those battles to make sure that that marriage is going to be successful. Because sometimes you are wrong and sometimes you are right. But at the end of the day, does it matter? Is a question you gotta ask. When you see the person hurting and in pain and, and you're both wanting to have a go at it, is pride worth it? So um I listened to I can't even remember who it was, but they said, Why would you get a give up eighty percent where you've created this amazing You've, you've done some fighting, you've done some pushing and some pulling in regards to values and compromising in your marriage. Why would you give up 80% of that for less than 20% over the fence?
0: <laughs> what, what do you mean?
1: So you've done all this hard yards, like you've taken the time to get to know them. You've
0: oh, okay. been through yeah, some battles
1: in, in, in your marriage and, and you see a person over there that has that 10% that your husband or your wife doesn't have right now. And you're willing to give up the 80% of hard work and yakka that you've done to go and spend it on 10% that's going to cost you a lifetime of devastation.
0: Yeah. Everybody's view of marriage has shifted so much. When expectation doesn't meet reality, mm. that's kind of when things are, you know, start to slip mm. and people start doubting whether or not it's worth continuing on with With building this friendship or developing this relationship, they'd probably rather just back out. Marriage is a covenant. It is the joining of two lives, and that covenant isn't supposed to be broken.
1: If you don't understand the value of marriage and a relationship and what that encompasses, get around people that are able to show you that and encourage you so that you can have a successful relationship or marriage um so you can identify whether you're going to be in a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship it's not worth making that lifetime commitment with someone if they're not willing to make that life lifetime commitment with you if you're going into a relationship or well specifically a marriage with the concept that well if this doesn't work out then I'll just get married again you know you want to reevaluate your thoughts around marriage um, I do. I am aware of people that have that belief. Oh, I'm going to get married. Oh, that's awesome. Well, if it doesn't get, if it doesn't work out, I'll just, you know, I'll find someone else.
0: I guess that's real life math, see. Eh? Yeah. And <laughs> well, yeah, in a way, I guess. And we are speaking from a level of ignorance because we've never seen the show before. But people, you know, we we're seeing that played out on TV. But there are actually people out there that, because I mean. Those, that show, I can, even though I've never seen it, would probably, it'll be safe to assume that they know exactly what they're stepping into mm. and they're willing to sign sign that over for a spot on TV or for exposure, whatever it is, mm. they, they know what the cost is. They know what's involved. They're what? going to jump into a relationship with someone they've never seen before.
1: Yeah, well, I, I can't, I can't speak on that, so I don't really know. I just know from real life situations where people have said, "Well, if it doesn't work out, then I'll just, I'll find someone else." You know, you kind of already given up on the, on the relationship before you've actually committed to it. I always share an analogy with um some ladies based on some of the upbringing that I ha- had received, because I felt rejected. Um, and it's no fault of anybody's. It's just something that I adopted naturally so when I got into a relationship with my husband I remember one time he said to me I feel like I don't fully have you and I remember praying and asking God to help me with that because even I knew that I wasn't fully committing to him and it's not because I was unfaithful or anything like that but there was a fear in me that I recognized that My coping mechanism when I was confronted with something so that my heart wouldn't hurt again and that I wouldn't feel that feeling of rejection anymore is I always had my bags packed. So not necessarily in my closet, not necessarily physically, but in my mind I had them packed. So if he chose to not abide by the rules of my rules, by the book of Paula, then I would pull out the old bags in my head and I'm ready to go and I've got plan A, B, C. This is where I'll go. This is what I'll do. This is what I'm taking. You know, he never, ever thought like that. Um, but because of my upbringing and what I had seen, flight and fight was quite a common theme for me. So when we'd get into a heated discussion, we were, really those heated discussions sometimes need to happen because you need to get some stuff out as long as it's not like spiteful and you're getting yeah. to the root cause of the issue. So obviously I got to the root cause of my issue um, by recognizing, hang on, I'm feeling this way and it's got nothing to do with him, but I'm always wanting to leave because I don't want to be hurt anymore. So that's just an example of walking into a relationship with dysfunction, where it affects your ability to see sound wisdom and advice that needs to be implemented into your marriage. And since unpacking those bags in my mind mentally and healing my heart, our marriage has definitely gone to new levels because I just had enough. Always having to think of what am I going to do if this doesn't work out. You know, it's it's tiresome, it's consuming. These are some of the small things and and they seem like big things for you. Well Get rid of them and use that time productively on other things. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, just quickly to all of you that are out there listening to the podcast, thank you very much, firstly. Uh, Also, if you're getting some value from this conversation, why don't you consider sharing this to other people, letting them know about it. It would be a huge help for us. Also, we just want to, again, thank you all for tuning into The Pill uh, every single week. Uh, Don't forget, we're on this podcast weekly, every Friday, 10pm is when you can expect the upload, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time. With that being said, what are we saying about this topic that we're we're sharing tonight? Um, For me, I think if we're to round this up, we're kind of talking about how it's all about us at the end of the day, it's all about me and my view of marriage. When it comes to relationships coming together and those things that aren't working, Yes, there's a, there's a discourse that happens. There's a dialogue between the husband and the wife and, uh, you know, the ironing out of the little things that bug each other and me changing the things that annoy my wife or vice versa and how we handle each other's different quirkiness and all of that. You know, they're talking about the things that maybe aren't compatible in the relationship and kind of refining those edges so that things work out. The main development, the main thing that needs to happen is a shift in mindset and it's about me working on myself it's about me working on my view of my wife or me assessing the things that I'm doing that maybe annoys her uh, the things that I'm doing that that I can change and then when I do that and when my wife does that too and you come back and we come back together and relate to each other it's on, on such a higher level because we have focused on ourselves individually and then we come together and work work things out as a husband and as a wife.
1: Like my husband said, it's a coming together of two histories that are trying to make their history. You need to get it together because you're going to bring children into this world, they're going to be coming into what you've created. So if your marriage isn't built on a solid foundation and it's built on... Bags that are packed psychologically. There's hope at the light at the end of the tunnel. Don't give up the 80% of hard yards for 20 for 20% over in the what looks like greener pastures, because I guarantee that 20% needs 80% as well. And you've just gone and spent half of that, and you won't get half of half of (laughs) half of the 80% over there. A lot of a
0: lot of different percentages going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you might get sixty percent instead of eighty percent. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so what was I saying? So basically, marriage takes hard. It is hard work.
0: Yeah, you've everything you do sows seed. So if you're if you're looking at someone else, if you're if you're um, comparing your husband or to your wife to some other person, whether they're real, uh, whether they're someone behind a TV screen or whatnot, the danger is. You are sowing seeds of doubt. You're sowing seeds of unfaithfulness. You're sowing seeds of lust and all of that type of thing into your relationship. And whether that's being encouraged or not by each other, it's still not healthy. Mm. The most healthiest relationship, and like I said before, like healthy is such an ambiguous term nowadays. But the most the the most positive, I guess, is a better word, form of marriage. Is when the husband and wife have eyes only for each other.
1: That's good because we do it. (laughs) The main message that we're trying to put out there is that stay strong for those that are on the brink of relationships, um, breaking down and things. There is hope. Um, And like I take it right back to the beginning of the podcast about when we went to go and have a look at those house hunts. It really touched, look at those houses. It really touched my heart Um, to know that there were so many relationship breakdowns but it wasn't just about them it was about their children and when I think about marriage it's a lifelong commitment and when you bring children into the picture they're watching you and if I'm not speaking on behalf of a woman that's married I'm speaking on behalf of those children that need their parents that need their parents to get over their, their pettiness, that need their parents to overcome, and I'm not talking about you know people that are being beaten or physically or mentally abused, I'm talking about those people that are not willing to drop their pride and say, yeah, I'm wrong, or yeah, I'm right, but I'm going to let this go, I'm going to not fight this because it's a battle, it's not a war. The war is making it to the end. (laughs) Yeah. You want to make it to the end with everything intact. And sometimes, you know, culling your pride off and culling off your own motives and gain. You know what? Look at the bigger picture. You got your next generation after you. This is why I wanted to talk about it on this podcast because marriage, faithfulness, and commitment are a huge part of that. And it is not a panting ad. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Actually, it is a panting ad. (laughs) It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. You just have to stick it out. And one of the best ways you can do that is by hanging out with great couples that are role modeling the life that you want to have for your family with no pressure of telling you how you're to do it.
0: Yeah, uh, and I know what my wife has just said there sounds like It sounds like a bit of a contradiction to what we were saying before about not comparing people to uh, not comparing your spouse to some other person. But what we actually mean, just to just to bring some clarity and some context around that, is you you're building your relationship, you're trying to relate to each other. So what you need a good example so that you can be inspired by that.
1: That's good. That's very good. Yeah, that's that's the difference. You're looking for
0: inspiration. You're not looking. You're looking for inspiration. You're not looking for fantasy. That's why it's important to hang out with those those great examples around you, mm. relationships and marriages that are working, so you can mm. be inspired by that. So for me, I'm like, oh, I, I, I like the way he treats his wife. Yeah. I'm, I I want to I want to grab from that example and make sure that I treat my wife with the respect that she deserves too.
1: So in a nutshell, you know, stick the storms, stick out the storms. I I always like that saying. Um. Is it tough? Tough times. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. So stick it out. And if you need the support or the encouragement, we've got amazing role models in our in our church. We've also got role role models throughout the community of Brisbane and the Gold Coast, as well as in New Zealand, that are actually making headway in tackling some of those core issues that are impacting on marriages and relationships to this day you know, get yourself along to a manapua or sisterhood where you're able just to gut yourself out. (laughs) In other words, looking at some of the areas in your life that may be dysfunctional um, and impacting and being taken into your marriage where it's causing a rift between you. Seek help, get the help that you need. Um, that's going to be able to restore you mentally, physically, as well as spiritually. A lot of people forget about their spiritual side. It's just as important as, as the other two. So The
0: spiritual side, I would say, is important too.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and yet it's the most neglected. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to thank you all for tuning in. You know, there's hope. Put a lot of love into your marriage. Understanding, um, wisdom and knowledge don't go They all go hand in hand and that helps to create a healthy marriage as well. So just want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, We're so privileged to have you guys hear our heart.
0: Yeah, cool. Thank you, everyone. Uh, If you've lasted through to the end of the podcast, like I said earlier, why don't you consider sharing it and letting other people know about it too? would be great to get this message out to more people. Now, if you are liking our podcast, jump on the Anchor app, hit the star, favorite us, You can also ask questions through the Anchor app. Uh, You can record the audio and we can play that online. For all of you tuning in, we just want to thank you once again. Uh, Don't forget you can tune in every single Friday, 10 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. But for now, we are out. Baby, that is us.